This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The interesting thing about Duggar, I just wanted to chip in really quickly there. We know the defensive staff here, which looks like it will remain intact to some degree, really likes Kyle Duggar. They think he's one of the best safeties in football. And I wonder if this is a flashpoint, not predicting doom and gloom or anything, but this will be an interesting test case for this brain trust as it currently stands. Does the front office personnel, whether it's Elliot Wolf, Matt Groh, or both of them together, look at Kyle Duggar and say, we already have Jabril Peppers. We just drafted Marte Mapu. I know you love him, Gerard but we might have to move on because he's a little too expensive. That would be one of the most fascinating conversations, in my opinion, to occur this offseason here. One of the prime keepers, if you will, of the 24 New England Patriots pending free agents. Kyle Duggar, that was Bill Perry from NBC Sports Boston. Could he be too expensive? Depends on what the tastes, needs, and desires of the New England Patriots will be in this a pivotal offseason, the first one for new Patriots coach Gerard Mayo. And now joining us on the Harbor One Hotline, our beat writer extraordinaire for WEEI.com and a frequent contributor to the Six Rings and Football Things podcast, the one and only Mr. Pickle Pizza Party himself, Mike Cadlick. Uh, Mike, what's going on, guy? What's up, fellas? How we doing? Happy Saturday. Hmm. Well, is it really? <laughs> Well, of course it is. It's Why Saturday. Is it not a happy with Saturday. It? No, it's actually an extremely flurry. happy Saturday. Mike, are you we, kidding we me? We have a it's, flurry it's... of Patriots news to get to, and uh, we're, yeah, we're kicking off the weekend right. Let's do it. 
Yeah, we are into this is Champ Sunday Eve. Championship Sunday Eve is yeah. always a great day because this is your the last day you can look forward to multiple NFL games on the same day for almost one to the eight months, at least games that it's count so as well. <clears throat> oh, it's the best. I champs to me, Championship Sunday has always been the Thanksgiving, if you will, of um of NFL holidays, whereas I feel like Super Bowl is like New Year's, like Maybe it's Christmas, but like in the Super Bowl is New Year's. It's kind of like an amateur hour type of holiday thing. I mean, sometimes you get a good football game, but be that as it may, like yeah, you said, I don't hate that. I don't hate. Yeah, okay. I we still celebrate. You're young. You're literally half my age. So God, do I feel old? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, yes. As far as New England Patriots news, all right. Let's just get your first reaction right out the gate before we get into the free agency talk and, and other such. How do you feel? How do we feel, Mike Cadlick? about the New England Patriots likely naming DeMarcus Covington defensive line coach, their new defensive coordinator. Yeah, I love it. Um, I think it's well-deserved. Uh, obviously, he's been here for a while. He's worked with Mayo. Um, he's been on the staff since 17, obviously worked with Mayo since 19 when Mayo came back. Uh, clearly has you know the respect of not only Mayo, but also the rest of the locker room, all the players. Um, from what I understand, seem to really like him as a coach. And I know that doesn't mean at all he's still going to be able to actually put it together. But I heard you mention earlier, Fitzy, that their defensive line is one of, you know, is probably their best unit right now um, with Barmore and, you know, guys coming off the edge in uh, in Uche and obviously Judon and Keon White up and coming too. So, and Devon Gotcha had a good season too. So, you know, I look at it and it keeps continuity on a side of the ball that didn't, you know, it doesn't really need much help. Like they're, you know, they're ready to play now. And so you don't need much, much of really an overhaul. And so keeping it consistent, um, it's interesting that, you know, Steve Belichick's name never really came up in the search, especially after uh, Atlanta, uh, you know, didn't, didn't go forward with Bill. So you wonder if he still remains and if he becomes that, you know, senior advisor, assistant head coach thing that, has been floated by uh, at least Mike Reese and so. But, no, I, I like Covington hire. I think, again, like I said, keeps continuity in the building for a unit that doesn't really need much of an overhaul. So who's going to call uh, defensive plays next year? It's a good question because, you know, it had been Steve for a while. Um, I wonder if, you know, I'm trying to think of, like, defensive coaches in the league now that, you know, head coaches that also call the plays. And if, like, like I know Sean McDermott took it over from Leslie Frazier when they – made that you know switch in buffalo yep. when they started yep. to fall off a little bit but like i don't know like i don't know i don't think robert sala calls the place of the Jets. so i wonder how you know difficult or how you know i guess common a thing that is and so um i wonder if they just let covington do it and i don't know what i mean he's he was a co-defensive coordinator in college at eastern illinois with actually that michael hodges that they interviewed as well so um, maybe they give him a chance and, you know, let him roll with it. I'm sure he had some, a little bit of experience with that uh, at, you know, the senior role. He was a defensive coordinator. Obviously, it's one game and it's a, just a showcase game. So it's obviously different than calling it throughout a full season. But at, at this point, if Steve doesn't come back, it wouldn't surprise me if they had Covington calling, calling the defense. You are listening to Andy Hart and the Kraft Kool-Aid drinkers, as we have been labeled on the Yeah, what was that? <laughs> I think it's that fair. That's kind of bizarre. I think it's that fair. Guy, that no, guy's it's, in my mentions every single day. You know, anytime he, he thinks I'm me or, you know, me, my, our people, as Andy loves to call us, are like, mm -hmm. 
you know, Gerard Mayo Bobos and not, you know, holding their feet to the fire. Like, I, I don't know what I'm supposed to critique Gerard Mayo about just yet. He's made a couple, you know, he's obviously made just his first hire today with, uh, with Covington, and they're, they're going very extensive in the offensive coordinator search, which I figure we'll get to now. So, Andy, I'm going to use the you Let's people, go. me people Let's thing. Let's go. I'm going to use that on you today because yeah. I, I, I don't fully, like, I heard you earlier saying, well, he doesn't know, he hasn't made a decision, he can't make a decision because there's nine people. But, okay, first of all, let's take out Dan Pitcher, and we'll take out Shane Waldron because they got jobs. Mm-hmm. And weren't you and your people talking Whoa. about how, yes, you people, talking about how the Kraft didn't go with an extensive search at head coach and they just went with Mayo and instead, you know, they should have done that and they should have looked at Vrabel and they should have. And granted, I was one of them, but now <laughs> you're using it on the. You know, but no, but now you're using it the other way and you're saying that, well, they're talking to too many people and why can't they just make a damn decision? Maybe they no. just want to do their due diligence and make this happen to get the higher right. So, uh, first of all, I don't believe I led much of a charge that they... I actually kind of defended Robert for sticking with his gut and and sticking with the plan. Um, I did... Vrabel muddied the water, certainly. But um, the... I don't know why you removed Shane Waldron. You could have hired Shane Waldron. You interviewed him, the Bears interviewed him, and the the Bears hired him. So, you could have hired him. He he was available. Mm -hmm. You either didn't pony up or didn't present enough of an opportunity, or maybe never offered him the job. Maybe you just interviewed, and he's like, well, they're offering me the job. I just look at this as when you start to get – are we at nine? Is that the number? Have they interviewed nine Nine. offensive coaches? Nine Nine times they've interviewed for the (laughs) offensive coordinator job. We have these rumblings that it's not um, an overly appealing job. I think that was Dan Graziano, which I disagree with. I think that's a dumb sentiment. It's a team that has the third pick in the draft and a coach that just said they're going to burn $85 million, and he included offensive labels. He's brought up quarterback, wide receiver, right. tackle. So you can get in on the ground floor of this pyramid scheme, right? Like those marketing yeah, You get a schemes. clean slate. You get a complete yes. clean slate. I think What's it's wrong appealing. With that? I'm with you. I think it's really appealing rather than, oh, you need to come. Uh, hey, Shane, can you come fix uh, Justin Fields? Uh, by the way, we need to do it quick. Like, I think there can be, yeah, you've seen a guy yeah, on an right. NFL you field, get, but. You get some input in the in the number three pick with the quarterback, yes. too. Like, I'm sure they'll work, and they'll, you know, you'll get your idea of what kind of quarterback you want to work with. So I agree. So I am definitely, um, there's definitely a big divide. There is the yeah. um, optimistic leading people like yourself, the Kool-Aid drinkers, as that guy purports <laughs> it, that are like, this is great. He's interviewed so many people. Were those people saying the same thing when the Red Sox interviewed like 10 people and couldn't find a GM? Yeah. When do you when do you cross the line with due diligence, as I tweeted, or we can't really find anybody to take the job, and this is starting to get alarming. I know there is some time, yeah. but also it's bowl season. So your offensive coordinator is not at the Shrine Bowl, correct? Oh, he can't be. You don't have one. You don't know who that is. Right. And then there's going to be a Senior Bowl. And then there's going to, like, at some point somebody has to decide, are we franchising Hunter Henry? Hey, you're an offensive court. Oh, we don't have an offensive coordinator to decide whether we're franchising Hunter Henry. So I am not panicking. No, I'm not doing that. But I think we're getting close to you can't find a date for the prom and people are already uh, getting their tuxes. Yeah, but don't you think... No, the, and I do the, want... Go ahead. Mike. Go ahead, Fitzy. Okay, I was just going to say, Mike, don't you think this hire, though, is so important and you need you need to basically do a directional reset, it seems, uh, that it's it's okay to take... it. Like I'm not going to say take forever. Like We shouldn't stretch mm-hmm. this into February or past nope. the Super Bowl, but 
you got just like this right. draft, you got to nail this. So you want to make sure right. you hear from a different bunch of different voices. Gerard Mayo, I think, is still kind of like formulating Andy in a lot of ways. What what style of offense they want to pursue and how that's going to fit the talent they have and who they want to pursue in free agency in the draft. But candidates yeah. might be drying up too. That's the other like the well, every all all you people were really excited <laughs> that uh, Zach Robinson was going to be the offensive coordinator. Everybody was all in because it's this, it's that. Well, is Zach Robinson going to be the offensive coordinator? I mean, we'll see. He's still up in the air. It sounds like he's going to go to Atlanta. Um, yeah, that's yeah. that's sort of the vibe I'm getting with Raheem Morris bringing them from you know L.A. East, if you will. But I think it, too, you start to get worried about the the breadth of candidates and the amount of candidates uh, once they get into like second interviews, right? Because you know the first interview is a Zoom, and you get the feel, and you get you, you know you're not talking philosophy. You're just kind of trying to meet the guy and see if you, you know, basically it's basically like a vibe check over zoom. And then once you get into the second interviews, you get into philosophy and you know, what kind of quarterback you want to work with and, you know, all this other nitty gritty stuff. And so like they're bringing in Nick Cayley tomorrow for his second interview. Love if that. they bring in all nine guys for a second interview, then it's like, Oh, you really can't make a decision right now where if you're just kind of, again, doing the vibe check on, you know, nine guys, if once you start to get into like double digits on vibe checks, then I'm kind of getting, I'll start mm-hmm. to get worried. But, you know, if they keep it at nine, maybe even talk to one more guy and then you bring in, call it Kaylee Robinson and the guy from the Niners who also coached tight ends, uh, you know, that, then that's a little better. You narrow it down to three and oh, you go flurry. from there. But yeah, I'm with yeah, you, yeah. 82, where you have, you know, you have senior bowl and shrine bowl coming up and you're, you're trying to look at these guys, but you don't know what offensive lens you're looking at them at. Right. So well, that's, and that's okay though. So you do, you go through a bunch of individual, you go through this big first round of meetings and zooms and whatnot, and then you narrow it down right. to like a final three or four. You meet those guys in person, you drill them down, you take a look at their perspective playbooks. You get all, uh, you get all the, uh, all the info you possibly can uh, on these guys before you make this big decision. Like it was probably a lot easier for Gerard Mayo to hire Demarcus Covington, given that he's been in the building and they've worked together for five years. And he knows that if they oh, didn't yeah. hire him, he was going to go somewhere else. And it doesn't need an overhaul and they don't need an overhaul. Right, it's right. not, not that it's not critical, that, as critical that you get it right, but you know what you're getting in him too. Um, whereas, whereas, um, you know, whereas with the offense, like my word, there's so much work to do and so much drafting and so many names you're going to have to target in free agency. And yeah, Andy, you do want to have somebody sooner than later say, okay, do we re-sign Hunter Henry? Do we franchise tag him? Is he a part of the future? Do we have to get all new tight ends? Are we going to go like Green Bay and have all young wide receivers and tight ends and then just have to swim upstream and eat it for a while? Like, yeah, there's a million difficult decisions to make. Uh, you know, I, I did. I heard yesterday from a friend who's a Lions fan uh, and is in San Francisco this weekend for the NFC Championship. Texted me and he said, "Hey, just you know, found out about the Patriots speaking to Angstrand. I don't like that at all because he was surefire going to be the Ben Johnson replacement. Wouldn't you want the Patriots to, even if they're zeroing in on a McVeigh guy, if they get a chance to talk to somebody who's done a great job and has impressed someone else who's going to be a head coach like Ben Johnson?" Wouldn't you want to at least just pick his brain and see what makes what makes him such a hot commodity in Detroit where they have a top five offense? 
Yeah, I mean, I I think it makes sense. I also wonder though too if if that an extra end strand guy. I don't know. I don't know how you say his name. If you hire him, I'll learn it. If not, I don't really care. But uh, <laughs> I, I wonder too if would you know you talk about the Patriots being an appealing job, but I would think staying in Detroit and continuing to call that offense would be much more appealing than uh, coming to Foxborough and trying to yes. do a rebuild. But I don't hate again picking his brain and seeing how he ticks. Right, and that that is um, the weirdness of all of this that we've gone through here is the domino effects. Because I think some people, the Nick Cayley one, people are like, well, if Zach Robinson goes to Atlanta, maybe Nick Cayley's just going to stay in L.A. and we lose out on two candidates in kind of one fell swoop. And so there's those dominoes and the, the Marquise Williams guy deciding he'd rather be in Atlanta than coming here. So th- there's definitely there's definitely some some gray area here i just i think we are right on the precipice of um due diligence turning into they can't find an effing offensive coordinator this is terrible like we're due right diligence on that into desperation line. andy basically yeah. yeah yeah we're right on that as you said mike nine is okay 10 but are we gonna do a dozen interviews like do you not know yeah, what you're right. doing you know, there's a reason everybody says shortlist. Oh, I got a shortlist of guys I'd like to replace. I got a shortlist of guys I'd like to be my coordinator. No one ever says a long list. Is it ever good to have a long list? Well, no, because, again, you get into it. And, you know, I, I'm, I think we're on the same page. Somebody take note of that, me and Eddie Hart being on the same page. But um, that we're, you know, collaboration. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. That, uh, you know, it is a fine line. And I think that, you know, they're they're right on it where, Either way, you know, it's it's going to get a little too much. But right now, I think it's okay. And but you do have to move quickly, you know, in the next week and the week after that as well, because you need to get your direction set. A couple other quick ones, Mike, before we uh, bump up against it, as they say in the biz, and have to pay some bills. Um, we all had our fun and our laughs with the Kayshawn Booty story, and <laughs> what a surprisingly good online gambler he turned out to be. Even though, yes, once again, kids, this is Uncle Fitzy's reminder that you're not supposed to do it underage, and please don't use pseudonyms especially when you are playing college football or collegiate sports and likely to turn pro. <laughs> what, a guy think, can't like, play some bet anymore? Come on, Uncle Fitz. Come on. I know. I, all of a sudden I turn 50 and I'm no fun right. anymore, and I think it's it's too cold in the house and the kids' music is too loud. But why, But do you think that represents, like, I was asking Andy earlier, like, is someone asleep in the scouting department? Like, shouldn't they have known that this guy placed almost 9,000 bets, a lot of which were on himself in college? I have a very hard time believing that the Patriots didn't know about this. Um, LSU knew. Mm -hmm. They didn't say anything until this investigation type thing, you know, went down this week. Uh, Not type thing. He was investigating. But that's like adopting a pet and just being like, oh, did we forget to tell you that he's uh, blind in one eye, deaf in the other, uh, and needs both (laughs) hips replaced? Well, I think it's a little deaf in another eye. (laughs) Oh, you know what I mean. but you know you're right. They don't do bring this, logic you know, to the party. We're talking football, Joe. They do. They do this extensive scouting on these guys, and they should know what happened. And you, that's why I'm saying I don't. I don't think this is a misstep by the scouting department. I wonder if the Patriots knew and let it go because of what you said in the last segment, Andy. Where well, we're not gonna we're not gonna take the problem gambler in the third round, but you know, in the sixth round, it might be worth a shot. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> But, like, my, my question is, and I, I wonder how this goes over with the league, because the league is obviously cracking down like crazy on sports gambling. And so, mm. like, remember when, when guys would, during the COVID year, and obviously, obviously a pandemic is different than, than gambling on sports, but, like, the teams and the players basically were, like, required to self-report, hey, I don't feel good, I have COVID, et cetera. Yeah. Like, if a team knows that a guy is gambling, 
doesn't that feel like a thing that they should be required to report to the league if they're going to crack it down, you know, this much? And so I wonder, and this is just, you know, this is not, you know, I don't know or think think this would be a thing, but you wonder if, like, the league is going to be like, how do you not bring this up? And if the league would, like, you know, give any punishment to the Patriots for letting this slide, letting this guy come in your building without, you know, without reporting it or knowing. Because, again, they're, you know, they have all these, um, partnerships with, you know, the DraftKings and Fandles and no free ads, but all, all these sports books. And then they also have to crack down on. And so it's, you know, talking about a fine line, it's a real fine line between this. And again, I just, with how much they know about these, I mean, they know what these guys eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day in high school, but they don't know that Kayshawn Booty's, you know, gambling on sports at age 20 in Louisiana. Like I, I just find it hard to believe. I find it hard to believe under the username Kayshawn Booty Seven and Kayshawn Booty One, right. and so yes, I'm with you. But, Kayla Fortenberry. Uh, well, see that one at least he tried. But uh, let's finish yeah. strong here. And in that light, uh, Mike Cadlick, give me your uh, picks for uh, NFC and AFC title games this weekend. All right, um, I am going Lions win outright. Oh, I, I love think that. They Sorry. are. I don't want to call them more talented because they're not more talented, but they have more talent on that <laughs> team than people. Then people want to believe. Uh, Good point. The, the way I, I love how how much the way I word things makes Andy laugh like that. Yeah. Well, but, just, um, that was that was a real LOL moment. I don't want to say they're more talented because they're not more talented. Well, then good. Good reason not to say they're more talented. Right. <laughs> but uh, they're you know they're talented one to fifty three. I think they have you know they're a deep roster that they've done a good job building that. And I think they're hot just like. Um, you know, they're hot right at the right time, and the one, two games at home, they go on the road, they win that one. And then I like the Chiefs in the AFC as well. It's it's tough for me to pick against Pat Mahomes. I did it last week. I thought Buffalo was going to squeeze that out. I was dead wrong. Um, so I'm taking Chiefs-Lions to play. To bookend the season, week one was Chiefs-Lions, and week, what is it, 21 becomes Chiefs-Lions as well in the Super Bowl. Nice. Not to uh, put the cart before the horse, Andy, but uh, Cadillac and I may be thinking along the same lines as oh, well. Oh, there's a I shock. Like it. The Ooh. Kool-Aid drinkers have yeah, the same the picks. Yeah. You know what? Hey, Mike, new side pod, the Kool-Aid drink, Crafts Kool-Aid drinkers oh, yeah. coming, to a, coming to an Odyssey oh, yeah. app near you soon. Hey, look, I'll <laughs> oh, leave you. Oh, yeah, pod. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, we can get an easy sponsor. That would be no problem yep. at all. Hey, if you get free Kool-Aid, I want some. Okay. No, none for yeah. you. You don't drink Kool Aid. No. You said you haven't had it in years, and you're not a drinker. You probably no, had Zyrex as a kid, anyway. That's you drink. You go drink prune juice, old man. Oh, <laughs> I'm not even the oldest man here. Yeah, but oh, this has yeah, been a pin- delightful chat, Mike. Yeah, backwards. Come on. This has Screw gone a million guys. different directions. We're already late for commercial. <laughs> I'm going to get a text from the boss saying, "Come on, yep. Fitzy, keep it on the rails." Yep. This is Mike Cadlick. He's at Mike Cadlick. Give him a follow. He'll have all the latest news, updates, and info on the offensive coordinator search, special teams coordinator search, updates from Mayo Central, young Thundercat musings, and so much more. At Mike Cadlick, and of course, you can read him on weei.com and hear him here on the Six Rings and Football Things pod. Mike, enjoy the pizza, enjoy the football tomorrow. It's the last day with multiple games for quite some time. You deserve it, uh, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for a fun hit, as always. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend.